Alright, welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I'm your Game Master Porter, and tonight we have the full crew assembled. Let's go ahead and run around the run around the virtual table. Brendan, go ahead and tell us about your character. Hello, I'm Brendan, and I will be playing Yolok this evening. Yolok is a slippery kobold treasure hunter. Uh, who has no problem getting into difficult situations, but getting out, on the other hand, can be very difficult. He is beneath notice uh, and recently gained a new aspect, uh, which uh, is titled In the Void with Mesh Kennet. He has complete dedication to the mistresses and is always equipped with his masterwork thieves tools and his trusty Marodi stiletto, and finally, he is driven by the King Killer. All right, Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric earthen enchantress. Uh, Mira's trouble is that she does not kill. Her other aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Now you get the thorns. And her two gear aspects are the Negative Energy Ward and the Staff of Summer Flame. And Erin. Hi, I'm Erin, and I play Eleanor Westergaard. She is a beguiling magical slayer, and her trouble is venom in her veins. Her other aspects are fantastical facades, the Westergaard family business, and Lady on a Mission. She also has a Negative Energy Ward and a Fancy Whip equipped, and she did pick up her family sword um, a couple episodes ago. However, she has not equipped that yet. Okay. So, Tiffany, how about you remind us what happened last time? Well, we opened with a very dramatic and uh, well-delivered uh, backstory to exactly what the King Killer Dagger is all about. And with that, we were able to inform um, sort of the full gravitas of, of uh, Yolok's assault on Mesh Kennet. And um, it all began with Rising Sun running into the crowd, causing quite a stir so that our slippery kobold was able to gain height on a statue, get the drop on her, and take her down. Um, but um, the king killer had an effect on Yolag. And so uh, we were able to take the day with a little bit of a face-off with her remaining wear tiger detail we were able to take some souvenirs from our assassination i guess and uh, took a bit of her jewelry with us and now we were making the escape and after seeing a bit of a scene laid before us uh outside the pyramid we uh, evaded some entanglements with other undead um, on our way out of town. And in order to evade Darius and his pursuit, we went straight through the shortest, although riskiest, route to the water and uh, lost that tail. And just as we were in a boat on our way to our 
safe haven with the shadows of blood. We thought we were in the clear. We learned that Meshkenet is not fully dead. She is able to use Yolok through the void as a conduit, and she can overtake his corporeal form and act at her will. And it took a uh, fiery stab from Mira to bring Yolok back and uh, send send Mishkenet momentarily packing. So we now know we have to deal with that, but uh, nevertheless, we made our way to our friends at the Shadows of Blood, and we have made it back to home base. And with that, you walk in the door to the houseboat that you have uh, that you have taken refuge in before, and as you walk in, you see Thetra, the Ravenkin leader of the Shadows of Blood, sitting on a uh, the the thin hard couch that they have in their their common room, and sitting next to her is a wounded Tata, who has taken off his armor and is sitting there looking absolutely wrecked and definitely injured, but he's alive. Yay! Ta-ta! <laughs> we were worried. So, when you walk in, they both look at you and... and uh, a bit of a gasp in, in pleasant surprise. They clearly didn't think they were going to see you again here. We gasped in surprise of seeing Tata. <laughs> we were not expecting that. He moves to like stand up to come greet you and then realizes, no, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he does actually cough a bit and uh, settles himself back down and Fetra sort of grabs him and like restrains him back to the couch. And he... Uh, he coughs into his elbow a bit, and you definitely you see a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, red spittle where he Ooh. was coughing. And uh, Fetra leans him back and uh, and um, tightens up some of the bandages across uh, across his furry bared chest. Eleanor goes rushing over. Hello. It's good to see you, Eleanor. Tata, what happened? We thought you were done for. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was. It was. Oh, gosh. You should have seen. You should have seen the glorious battle with that demon of death. Oh. I don't. Do you. You probably don't even know about Thorn, Meshkenet's lieutenant, the fiery-headed skeleton demon. <sighs> he and I have orbited each other for the last three years, and I finally got to face him in honorable combat. <coughs> I thought I was done for. I was sure I was going to die. I tell you, I'm not in... I'm not... I can't even believe that I... I followed that mob. Oh, it was the weirdest thing, but I was... 
I believed, I believed it was our chance. Our chance. I don't know what we were thinking. It, there was no way we were going to win that fight. I don't know what we just did. We certainly, so many dead cats. Well, it, and, and Mira kind of see, Mira kind of like walks over. She's still got kind of Tomlin on her elbow, kind of supporting him and adding him to sort of the infirmary couch and, and sees him talking and says, well, their sacrifice will not be in vain. And I place the, the golden collar on the table. Thetra moves out of the way on the couch to, to make room for Tomlin, giving you a look of like, who the hell is this guy? But she doesn't argue. And when you put down the, 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 uh, when you, when you put down Meshkenet's jewelry, she, there's not a, it's not a gasp. She is just silent and her hands her her clawed hands just come up to her beak. Oh my! Oh oh, what? We've had a busy, busy night, you might say. Oh my! Well, she looks around. I see. What do you need? I think some first aid is going to be in order. Um, I, I would like to introduce you to two very dear friends of ours. Um, this is Tomlin. I believe we may have spoken a bit about him before. He is just laying limply on the couch, barely and, present. And this is our very dear friend, Yolok. He is whom we owe the success of the entire mission to. And uh, he is also in need of some wound care. I seem to have burned my chest. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, I think I've still got a moderate consequence as well. Yeah. Looking at my character sheet. How about you tell us what that moderate consequence is? Um, so I'm not like burned or beaten. It's it's vampire queen. Yeah. I think I've got a bad headache. Your burned and beaten actually can go away now. Yeah, because that was my exhausted. Yes, that that that's a lower tier consequence that can clear now. Okay. But vampire queen is is uh, that is still gonna be there. Um. Sorry. This is going to be all of you can. To that point, this is this is a moment of refresh. We're going to kind of work through some stuff here, but you are in a safe place for the first time in a while. You may all refresh your fate points. Uh, oh, thank God. Woo! <laughs> Erin's uh, clearing out her... Uh, Eleanor is clearing out her exhausted condition. Does like anyone I'm else... clearing my cash. <laughs> Does anyone else have any conditions? Uh. I, I have an exhausted condition. Okay, your exhausted condition can go, can clear. 
What is this vampire queen so going to do to me? That is Darius in your head. Oh with no! The visions of that's Ooh, all we need. Is somebody so else we in have head. Darius in Eleanor's head, and we have <laughs> Mesh Kennet in my sword in my dagger in your body. Yeah, she's in your and body, have, like in your soul. And we have Tomlin in Mira's heart. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away, and it was so good. <laughs> so, um, so yes, okay. So the you you all can have that bit of recovery in this in this exuberant moment of of returning to your friends and a safe a place of safety. Um. So Fetra scuttles about with uh, finding her supplies, and she sits down. And first, as she kind of di uh, triages between the group of you, she first attends to Yolok's burn, because that's pretty obvious and direct, and she knows exactly what to do with that. So she uh, she pulls out some fairly icky, bad-smelling um, salve and gloms it onto your scaly, uh, your scaly chest and bandages you up, and it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, first aid for a for a burn, and then she turns to Tomlin, and she's looking. She's sort of looking him over, and and finding lots of little things. You she she kind of clucks and chirps over little small like wounds or scabs or you know markings, but kind of just moves over all of them like they're not that big a deal. And after a moment, she she kind of looks back at Mira and he 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 doesn't seem to have any serious injuries what he but he clearly isn't all well what what happened to him and in that moment there's just a a, a, a sigh and a moan from him on the couch and his eyes are Still closed, but he's kind of rolling around a little bit. Some wounds are not so visible on the outside, which makes them all the more difficult to heal. This one may take some time. I see. What? What happened to him? We don't know. All we know is that he was taken captive by Meshkenet as bait for us and only kept alive to use as leverage against us. So who knows what sort of torture she submitted him to while, while he was in her dungeons or her lab, for that matter. We found all sorts of horrors in that pyramid, and we don't know what he saw, or we don't know what happened. But this is not the same person that I last left, and his current state is my fault. I have to get him better. I don't know how. Oh, sweet thing. She gives him a little, just a, a little gentle touch, straightening out his hair a little bit. 
Oh wait, no, he's bald. Never mind. <laughs> she gives a nice little. She she just gives a gentle little caress on his sh- on his shoulder. Um, I see. Let's let's start by making him comfortable. Let's. Uh, she looks around. Um, Tata, I'm stealing your mattress, and he just nods. He's like, I think. I- I think I'm staying on the couch anyway. <laughs> so she scuttles away. And then a moment later, she, she beckons you all to bring, um, to bring, uh, Tomlin to a mattress in the other room. It's a very small little spot, uh, that is normally Tata's room. It's a very severe bare space. Um, but it is comfortable. And uh, they, she settles him in on the, on the mattress, lots of warm blankets, and she pulls out some, uh, some oils and is humming a little tune while she sort of uh, rubs on his temples and does a few, you notice that she's tracing some shapes in the oil across his forehead. And, uh, and then after a few minutes, she looks at all of you and just gives a little clawed finger across her beak of shh, which is very odd on a beak. <laughs> and then she just, she, she kind of waves you all to, to leave the room with her and she shuts the door behind, behind you all. Let's, let's let him rest somewhere safe and peaceful. And we'll see how he's he's doing soon. Now, let's take a look at all of you. You all look a little worse for the wear. Eleanor is over getting some tea. Perfect. Tea is needed by all. Yes. I think this is certainly the most immediate violence that I think other than other than the our were tiger standoff which was 2v2 and then later because of your luck 3v2 um but I think I'm looking at my character sheet Mira sustained no damage or stress during that entire no because <laughs> Mira had all those potions <laughs> Mira is really tired. Mira is really tired because her body got overclocked on multiple dimensions. However, you're right. You are not injured. You are fine. Well, I think it's that situation where, like, you feel like, I've just been through some stuff. And it's like, she's kind of in this moment mentally kind of, like, doing a self-check. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Am I hurt? I think my adrenaline is like blazing through my ears. I wouldn't even know if I was hurt at this point. Let me check. And she's fine. And so realizing that like she's physically fine, I think she's maybe mentally replaying everything that just happened and then collapses Yeah. into like the nearest piece of furniture, whatever it is, chair, table, doesn't matter. All right. Mira finds her. Mira just... um Eleanor sees Mira sit in a chair at the table with her cup of tea, barely touching it, and Mira just 
falls asleep with her head on her crossed arms on the table. Eleanor is just busy in herself. Um, her way of dealing with all of this, like, blowback from, mm. you know, everything that's happened, especially because I think she's got a pretty horrible headache. Yep. And lots of clouded thoughts. And so it's just kind of like, get into a routine or get into, like, not her to say. She just wants to go and just kind of do something that she can put all of her focus into and not have to think too hard. So she's mm. going to make tea for everyone, and then she's going to go sit and sip her tea and just breathe. Um, Yolok heads over to Eleanor. And just sort of sidles up alongside places his hands sort of on the counter and uh, doesn't even really look at her. Mr. Selenor, you instructed me to behave more of my own initiative. I hope I haven't let you down. Your lock. I don't even. I can't even understand quite what happened tonight. But you did not let us down. You took down a. a god queen. That's amazing. And yet. When I look at you, I see that something has changed inside. I don't know how to read emotions or energy well, but I can tell that you are not the same person that went into the temple. I only ask that you keep us informed if we need to take action on your behalf. Take action, Yola. What do you mean? If you find yourself incapable of performing acts that must be executed. Know that I am here, as ever, your humble servant. Thank you, Ryolak. I, uh, I will let you know. Um, I think I'm fine. I don't feel anything at the moment. I think... I'm going to pause that again. Did Yolak see anything with Darius or the vampires? Didn't see anything that happened. That doesn't know. So he's yeah. he's not aware of Darius yeah. or anything. He saw not you at before all. and he saw you after. He has no idea what happened in between. You guys have not had time to debrief that. Mm, okay. Yolak, there was a... Uh, 
there was an altercation that happened when you were down uh, dealing with the guards. There was a vampire lord in the library and he was there and and I have been feeling him for a few days now and he he wanted me to go with him and Mira helped save me from him and I don't know if he's going to come back I don't know what his plan is and I don't know why exactly he was here but I think that might be what you're sensing in me. I don't know what power he quite has over me, but he definitely, a piece of him I feel is still with me. And I don't know what, I don't know what that means. You don't know what he wanted? I felt that he wanted me to go with him. I don't know if that, you know, meant that he wanted to to kill me, if he wanted me to, to join him. I, I don't know what his plans were. I just knew that I had really no control. I don't know if you've met vampires before, but they're very good at getting into your, into your mind. And... Mm. To me... It could not be any clearer. He he seeks power, and you are powerful. Yes, but my family also was responsible for, as he would see, the murders of a large number of other vampires in his nest. Many years ago, but... I'm sure he knows that it that I was responsible for some of that. Mm. Is Thetra hearing this conversation? Uh yeah, actually she's kind of off to the side, but she's just she's keeping her distance, but she's she's listening. Yola Eleanor, I want you to know whether or not you are responsible for the deaths of these other vampires. My dedication is not to the person or being that you were, but who you are now. You are the one that saved me on those rooftops. And I am still committed to you. Oh, Eleanor just kind of reaches out to do the cold tough paws or hands or they have, they have claw fingers. Clawed fingers. Yeah, nails. <laughs> to Yolak's little clawed finger and thank you, look Yolak. You have become such an important part of I want to say our, our little family, our little group, you have just, we are very lucky to have you. Yolak uh, grabs a little cup of tea and bows his head and sort of 
walks over to wait. A, a place to sit. Wait, wait, wait. Before he leaves. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he grabs it. She still has his hand, and she still has a hold of it. Mm. You, you lock. How did you do it? How did you kill Meshkenet? Eleanor, I don't mean to alarm you, but I don't believe I did kill Meshkenet. Eleanor's eyes get a little wider. What I did was what I've always done. I stabbed the thing that I wanted to kill. <laughs> you must be serious. I know, carry on. Carry on. This, this has had a relatively high success rate historically. <laughs> But I had a vision, I suppose, and I've been seeing things since then. You had a vision while you were stabbing her? Yes. Almost an out-of-body experience? Eleanor's a little concerned. I wouldn't describe it as an out-of-body experience. I would describe it as an intensely internal experience. I felt as though I were seeing my own spirit in front of me as well as the spirits of those who had come before me. Did you... Was it your stiletto that you stabbed her with? Or did you have an enchantment on it? Or... I killed Meshkenet with the dagger that I procured from Thoth Hermes, the Temple of Thoth Hermes. Do you have this dagger still? Of course. May I see it? No. (gasps) Yolak. Yeah, so when he says that, he sort of, like, blinks for a sec. Yolak. You're telling me that you killed the god queen Meshkenet, but you were having visions, and you killed it with an an artifact from from the same tomb that you got that lantern of shadow flame out of. Yes, that's correct. Your luck. We need to see this dagger. Yolak uh, is 
sort of um, frozen. He's like looking right at Eleanor. And it's uh, not... It's not uh, uh, paralysis, uh, but it could appear as such, you know, if if someone were seeing this from the outside. Um, but Eleanor can see in in his eyes that there's, uh, you know, his mind is 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 working. There there are thoughts going on. So I'm gonna spend a fate point. Um, I'd like to invoke Ooh. the Westergaard family business because Eleanor's good at reading people and she knows when things aren't quite right and she can definitely tell that Yolok is not quite right. Even though she herself is not quite right. Sure. She can still see this. So, so, so what are you what are you trying what do you want to come of that fate point? What are you trying to accomplish with that? I fate want point? to um no, oh, I don't want to like intimidate. I just want to convince I want to convince Yolok to show us the dagger. Would you like to create, so, spend a fate point to create a, a, a scene aspect? Sure. Of like safety or trust or something yeah. like that? Yes. Um, so, okay. So Eleanor, yes. She wants to create a thing of safety, trust, of like we're, we're in this together kind of a thing. Name it. Name it. Um... Well, I think you already did name it. We're family. We're family. There we go. Done. So I'm going to okay. use clever. You don't even have to roll. Oh, oh I just had to The fate point, you create oh. it. There's no, there's no, it has no aspects, but it is now a truth. Yeah. Yolok. Okay. Feels right. safe. So after, uh. Sorry, Sorry but we need to time out for a second just before we get too far down the scene because I love it. Point of order in the boat. The reason that we were able to kind of gain clarity as to what was happening when Meshkenna took over Yolok's body, Eleanor specifically said, I've seen this before. I know what possession looks like. That's Meshkenna. And so she does kind of already know that something's up with him. And he tried to, the reason I burned him was because Meshkenna through Yolok's body tried to stab me with the kingkiller. Oh my gosh, I I forgot about that. But I don't think you've necessarily been able to, like, put all of the pieces together yet. Right. So just right. going like, into whatever happens after this yes. faith yeah. moment, yeah. You, yeah. Saw, yeah. you heard the voice come out of his mouth. Right. And he come at me stabbing. You don't know that this new dagger is the king. You don't know that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank but, you. But Eleanor did see it, and she identified, and she said, Mira, that's not, you You alerted me. You said, I've seen this before with my background. That's what this is. And we identified it as Meshkenet's voice. Yeah. You've seen Possession. You heard Meshkenet's voice, but you have and not. And you saw the king killer, but you did not. Mm, but did. So she, she was seen. up here. Yeah, yeah. She, he pulled out. So she's putting the pieces yeah. together right now. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't, like, seen it yet. This all this this is all working together. So I like that you're I like that you're spending a fate point to create the trust that exists yes. and make that a make that a foundation of the scene. Yeah. So, so 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 she's already holding his hand. So she takes her other hand and uh, put, puts it on the hand that has the T. 
Yolak. We are here to help you. We care about you. And we must see this dagger. We need to understand what's happening and what has happened so that we can prepare for what is going to happen next. So without even breaking eye contact and without saying a word, very slowly and um, very smoothly, uh, he reaches very far back uh, in, into his garments and draws out um, the king killer. And his whole body is calm, collected, still, except for his uh, his hand, which is gripping it, white-knuckled uh, incredibly tightly. And he sets his whole hand and the dagger on the table. Perfect. I'm going to say, I think you're already there, but I just want to click. I'm going to say, you can't let go of it. Yep. Eleanor looks at it, and she sees, she definitely notices that he is white-knuckled gripping this. Um, can Does Eleanor recognize that, that this looks like an ornate artifact? The fact that she knows that it came from the Temple of Thoth Hermes, that it killed Mishkenet, yeah, yeah. and the way that it looks. Can she de- deduce that this is... Like an magical item that probably shouldn't be taken. Like you know, she should separate Yolok from it. Let me tell you what you see. Okay. So first of all, Eleanor knows weapons. She knows daggers really well. This is a really, really, really old style of dagger from a culture that is long, long, long gone. You don't know what you don't know the culture that it represents. But it's really old. It was old when you entered the Oasis 250 years ago. This is some really old stuff. So for, that's the first thing that strikes you. Um, secondly, the blade is not in full-on void mode like it was when Yolok stabbed Meshkenet with it. But at the edges of the blade, there are little hints of darkness, of shadow, of not-thereness, that Eleanor's eyes kind of look into and just sort of feel like you're almost falling into that little tiny bit of shadow. And it's weird because it's just a, a glimmer. It's just a teeny piece. And yet you feel like you could just, like, dive into it. There is something, like, that blade is a very strange presence in the fabric of reality around it. And in fact, as he's holding it there on the table, he's holding it white knuckle. Um, you notice um, that the table underneath, following the outline of the blade, there's like a little silhouette of it that is turning dark the table the table is almost 
withering and rotting right underneath the blade. And Yolak's been holding this? And he's holding it. It's not like sizzling, it's just like... Yeah. Dissolve. The table is starting to like come apart. It's that it's 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 physical essence is dissolving beneath the shape of the blade. And Yolux been carrying this on his person. Yep. For how long? Well, it's disintegrating. (laughs) It's disintegrating a table, and this sentient being is holding it without disintegrating or getting burned or being absorbed or whatever. Oh, man. Okay. So So at um, this moment, Yolak, you're now holding the blade and you yourself look at the shadows on the, 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 the edge, the darkness along the edges of the blade and you find yourself falling into it, just looking at the, the, the image and a face, not Meshkenet appears as you find yourself tumbling down through the darkness and you're in this tunnel this, this <laughs> it's like the endless well that you're falling down and it's but it's not mishkenna it's a woman in robes in this same sort of single monochrome holograph style and she starts talking to you and for a moment back in the world um is it gabrielle is no, she coming back to it's, haunt it's now not gabrielle <laughs> um you hear he starts he's mumbling some words and fetra is looking across the room at the two of you and she just looks horrified He's he's mumbling and he's looking at the dagger, just sort of like clearly not there. And the words that are mum- he's mumbling, you feel just like twisting in your body, and it hurts as he sort of. And it sounds like he's repeating what someone, almost like he's repeating what someone else is saying to him, and. A moment passes, and Yolak, you come out of the tunnel, and you re- you're back at the table. Wait, while he's in the tunnel. So you, a moment later, find yourself with your forehead laying on the table with your hands over your ears, and your face is just pressed against the table down as you just sort of curled into a ball. And... Fetra is on the floor. She moved, she was on her way trying to move to the table and didn't quite make it. And she is on her hands and knees also with her hands over her, her avian ear holes um, on the ground. And Yolak, you are sitting at the table and the blade has gone back to normal. You are back. And underneath the blade, you just see this black withered silhouette of the shape of the blade where you were holding it. Um, and you see a little bit of, as Eleanor kind of pulls herself out away from the table, 
you see a little bit of blood on her hands next to her ear, where her hands come away from her ears. Uh, yeah, so Yolok, um, puts the dagger away. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Eleanor comes out of this moment, so she's just asked to see it, and all of a sudden she's on the ground, and yeah. there's blood, and her head is pounding. The blade is back to normal. Um, is Yolok still holding it? He is. He seems different. He seems back to normal as well, and he's not mumbling weird words that hurt your soul anymore. She just looks at him for a moment of like, what, what is, what is happening? Yolok, you have to let go of that dagger. Eleanor, you know I'm not able to do that. Yolok. And Eleanor just stares him right in the eye. You need to let go right now. I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it where it is safe and then I can let go. Yolok, look at the table. Look at what that dagger has done to the table and you have been carrying it. You need to let it go right now. So Yolok, um looks up at like as like begging begging as much as he can with his eyes <laughs> and he he looks straight into Eleanor and says Eleanor Please. Please. You cannot ask me to do that. I'm not asking you, Yolok. I'm telling you. So Yolok looks back down at his hand, which is still just gripping it, and... He looks up to Eleanor again after looking at his hand. Eleanor, when have I ever failed to do anything that you have asked me to do? I think Eleanor is just going to make a fast roll. This is bad. This is bad stuff. She knows this is bad, 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 bad. I mean, <laughs> it's a bad item. It's got bad juju, but yeah, but he was just—he was just chanting death, death things at us. <laughs> My ears bleeding. Fetcher's on so the ground. You're gonna grab it, and then you're gonna chant death things at us. No, I'm gonna grab it, and it's like gonna go to Fetra. Mm. Well, See, maybe I don't have to make a roll. 
Okay, Ele okay, Eleanor puts her hand on Yolok's hand that has the dagger in it. And then a little clawed bird hand oh, closes over it, too. Yolok, I don't know you. We aren't friends. <laughs> but I'm very, very worried about you. Do you know what you just spoke? Do you even know that you did just speak? I don't know precisely what happened. I don't know what you just experienced, but let me tell you what we just experienced. That, that was void speech. That is language that is never meant to be spoken in this reality. I don't mean this world. I don't mean this realm. I mean this reality. Those are words. Those are words that come from somewhere else. Those are words that come from an in-between space that is hungry and dark and cold. And it wants to destroy everything that we have here. It is not good. It is not evil. It is hunger. And it is the lack of all that we are here. There are tales of monstrosities that that roam the western wastes to the north that come from the void and reality warps around them. They twist the very fabric of our world. Look at the table, Yolok. I believe you when you say you can't let go. She looks at Eleanor for a moment. She looks back at Yolok. And we all have our hands You all have on your hands it. on it. So I... Uh... Put it away right now for the love of all that you care about. And she takes her hand off. Put it away. Wait, 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 wait. She wants Yolok to put it away on himself? Yes. Mm. <clears throat> I don't think it should be on a person. Eleanor does not take her hand. Yolok, you need to Tetra. let go. We need... This needs to not be on on a person. Eleanor, you're right. But let's deal with that once it is away. He's not going to give it back to us. Eleanor, I know, but look at the table. 
Look at your ears. Put that piece of nothingness away. Is that the GM telling me to let go of this? Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> you are welcome to try and take it from Yolak. If Mira was awake, she would have intervened at this point and taken Thetra's side because she is the arcane expert in the room and she should be trusted. <laughs> but Mira's asleep, so Eleanor doesn't know how Mira feels about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting things uh, are going to happen either way. So I I don't think I don't think Yolok has broken his um his eye contact with Eleanor yet. Yeah, Eleanor and... is very very we- weirded out, worried. Yep. Scared. I can't let him put it back on his person. So. Like, we need to wrap this in a rag and, like, hide it in a chest or something. <clears throat> Eleanor. I would do whatever you asked of me. I have always served you and Mira. But you're like, what just happened? It's like you said, we are family. So please listen to me when I tell you that I am going to put the dagger away. Will you put it away on somewhere that is not on your person? I am going to put the dagger right where it came from. That is on your person, Yulak. Yulak, do you, you do not you were possessed. Mishkenet spoke from your lips in the boat. You tried to stab Mira. That is why you are burned. You just spoke from the void. How do you not see this as a problem? You say we're a family. Don't you want to protect us? I hear every word you are saying i'm going to put the dagger away now okay eleanor and, let's go she's not and happy. i i put the dagger directly back where it came from so once the dagger is in its sheath which is the original sheath that it came with there is a immense release in the room as the present almost as if the presence uh that 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 wrongness that was present in the world a minute ago 
is gone. Just to prove that, like, it's all good, Yolak puts both of his, <laughs> both of his uh, hands up on the table and grabs the teacup and takes a little sip and puts it down. And he looks back up at Eleanor and he says, Eleanor, I don't always know what's happening. But remember, my commitment to you and to Mira is unequivocal. Whenever I have the capacity to, I will do whatever you ask me. You're not, I'm not worried about when you have the capacity. I know that you will, will fight with us, fight for us. It's when you don't have the capacity, which has been multiple times this evening. Fetra cuts in. I'm sorry. I... Who are you? What is that? What is going on? What have you brought to my home? Petra, this is Yolok, like we said. And he, uh, we met him in Perestet, actually. Some vampires, um, had, had gotten a jump on him and we, we helped him out of a sticky situation. Um, and he has been very helpful in aiding us on our quest to, to return home. Um, you know as much as I about the dagger. Apparently, this dagger is what was able to kill Meshkenet. It's a very, very old item, Yolak. And she looks straight at you. You said you got this out of the Temple of Thoth Hermes? This looks to be a dagger of Thoth Hermes. I have had very, very little exposure to what we're talking about here, but enough to be very scared. I normally deal with the undead. And they, that is a twisting of our natural laws. That is a rewriting of the rules that govern life and death in our world. The void is... It's not another version. It's not a changing of the rules. It devours the rules and replaces them with something else entirely. It does not belong here. She looks at Yolak. I'm afraid you might have pulled something from the temple that was meant to stay deep and gone. She just shakes her head. What have you done? And she walks away. And she goes and closes a door in another room. Have we disturbed Mira yet from sleep? I was thinking, like, at what point maybe were there raised voices, or was she maybe picking up on... Totally the... your call. 
I think Eleanor probably raised her voice right in the past couple little exchanges as she's getting uh, more and more upset, I think. Well, I think at this point, you know, if uh, if Eleanor is still, like, uh, willing to talk, if she's not so angry that she's not, you know, storming off and just going no. to hang out with Mira, then I think, um, I think Yolok, uh, would try to go over to Mira and, um, at the very least bring her a cup of tea that you had made or something. Um, and, and just, in general, I think Yolok is trying his best to diffuse at this point. So Eleanor's I mean, not like angry, like storming out, just like putting all the pieces together of how bad this is and the fact that Yolok doesn't seem to understand how bad this is, obviously, because he doesn't mm, remember mm -hmm. any of the things, um, is sort of where we're at. Yeah, so Yolok, uh, Yolok grabs a... a the other cup with the other hand so again like very clearly trying to occupy both hands at the same time and uh uh make make it clear that you know he's not trying to do anything crazy right now and he um walks over to um to mira um and uh, while he's walking over he's uh addressing Eleanor, but sort of looking at Mira. And, um, and he says, Mistresses, I don't know what more I can promise other than to execute your will to the best of my ability whenever I can. Eleanor, you asked me to let go of the dagger and at that time not only could I not let go of the dagger I couldn't even tell you that I couldn't let go of the dagger um asking you to as as you've now like let it go it feels very similar to being asked to let go of the dagger feels very similar to being asked to cut off your own hand and do it yourself. It's in that same realm of like, of what you're being asked to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I could have, I would have, as I always have done for both of you. I I don't know who Fetra is that she knows so much of this artifact. But what I do know is that if you want to kill a god, you need a god's weapon. Yulok, does that not concern you, that you cannot let go of the dagger? Can you take it off right now and set it on the table? 
I can. Let me see you. Yolak takes the dagger off, puts it on the table, and as he puts it down, he says, I caution both of you, please do not try and touch it. And as he says that, he doesn't even mean to, but he looks down in in his other hand and sees that he has drawn his other dagger, his stiletto. He's drawn it like... It, he looks down and finds it in his hand and and looks back up at Eleanor with that same sort of helpless, like begging look on his face. Yolak, you need to put your other dagger away. Of course. And he walks over and picks up the king killer. No. Nope. What's the king killer? Yolak, Yolak. Sheaves the stiletto. <laughs> Yolak, you need to leave you need to leave the artifact on the table. And you need to back away. I'm going to tell you that no one is going to take it. You need to leave he it on takes, the table. Uh, yeah, he takes he takes the king killer off and puts it on the table and takes a step back. And he looks down and sees that his stiletto is in his hand again. Oh. <laughs> Eleanor, I think I think whatever test that we are conducting of, of the capabilities and limitations of his clear attachment to this artifact is beyond force of will. It's unhealthy. I think we need, we need to deal with the hand we're being dealt. Right. We can deal with Yolak. Why better does, than... Why does nobody it, think this is a problem? Oh, I think it's a problem. <laughs> I think it's a matter of how we deal with what with the conundrum we have laid before us look our very powerful very skilled weaponsmith friend has to have one of these two blades in his hand at any time i think we've proven that and that i think is not really a toggle i'd like to continue to play with i think we need to let this artifact maintain its thrall over Yola, and we need to deal with that as a symptom and treat that until we can cure him of the attachment to the dagger altogether. Might I make... I don't think it's going to take place in this room at this moment. So, Mira, you are fine with Yola carrying around a god-killing dagger that he has just told us. It can kill a god that is not even from this reality. That I'm not possesses saying him. I, I, no, I'm not saying I would like him to slip it into his purse and go off into the next street market and see what havoc will be wrought. I think we need to let him have it. 
to assuage whatever dark forces clearly have taken hold over him. Mira, he tried to stab you. He tried to stab you. He, Mishkenet, was speaking from his mouth. How is this not a problem? We could throw... Mira! We we could could throw so many things! How is this not a problem? It is a problem. I'm arguing how it needs to be dealt with. Yolak has a dagger. I think the dagger as much, if not more so, has Yolak. We need to free Yolak from the dagger, not the other way around. So for now, let him have it. Throw no. him in a closet no. somewhere. No. We will lock no. it with arcane security, and he will not leave this small space until we know how to deal with him what? safely. It is not. He. It is not safe to be on him. Did you see what it did to the table? And he's carrying it. And he, when he had it out, he was speaking in horrible, horrible words. I'm sorry, you were asleep for that bit. I, I gathered as much. I gathered something terrible happened. And so with a clear head, unaffected by whatever ear bleeding took place, I'm trying to make sure that so you we handle this in a way. What would you have him do? You clearly see what happens. He's not going to let go. So what's the next step? Right. So... Yolak, you keep your stiletto. I do not think that anyone should hold this dagger. I think your idea of locking it away with an arcane lock is great. I don't want Yolak to be holding it and locked in a closet with it. I think that's a horrible idea. My suggestion. (laughs) I humbly request that we attempt to contact Kama. He was present when I procured this dagger, and he's a priest at the Temple of Thoth Hermes. If anyone knows how to manage this, I suspect it would be him. Can we contact Kama? We look to Thetra. Didn't Thetra leave the room? She did. Um, and also, she yeah, has no idea who that. the hell Kama is. Hasn't she been hearing us? We're pretty loud. <laughs> Can we have a fantasy a cell phone or something? <laughs> you do not have a fantasy cell phone. I believe that that would be a great avenue to pursue. I think that Kama would be our best resource on how to deal with this item. For now, for instance, Eleanor, how do you expect us all to get sleep tonight? I would feel a lot better if that dagger is locked away um, in somewhere that it cannot... Uh, it cannot possess anyone. It cannot have its powers over anyone. Um, I mean, you'll lock and sleep next to the chest we lock it in. That's fine. But How I- big is the dagger itself? Uh, I mean, it's a it's it's a good you know, like foot long or so. Would it fit 
in the lockbox where the figs currently are? No. I like that box. It's a good <laughs> box. It's very specific for its purpose. Mm. It's like an egg carton. You can't really fit anything else in it. I would take the figs out to put the dagger in. Uh, it still doesn't particularly no. work very well, no. Okay. Eleanor, prior to tonight, you had no problem feeling secure around me. And at any point, did you feel as though there was a threat to your safety? Yolak, I don't feel like this is fair. We met up with you. We went and did our plan. We were then going to the pyramids. Did you trust me? I did, but that was before you tried to stab Mira. That was before I trusted you absolutely. However, once you've killed Meshkenet, you've been possessed. You have tried to stab Mira, and you just then spoke. I don't even know what that was, but it was not good. There have been three things. Those are the facts. So before those things, yes, absolutely, I trusted you. Now? No. Not with that dagger. Do you trust yourself? I don't yet know the future. I don't expect I ever will know the future. But I feel as though I've been able to control my own actions. You have not! When the dagger is on my person within its sheath. If he was unable to draw the weapon. Can we do that? But I would, I'm considering, considering doing this when he was on, when he had it on the table, but it was, when Michigan obviously, what I'd like to do is, what I'd like to do is offer, um, while he has it, not trying to grab it, I would like to gently just make the briefest contact with my fingertips, and I want to basically piece tie it <laughs> with some growing vines huh. sealed with the same sort of gummy sap that jammed the lock at the um at the house of the the one who made us the wards malfo mm -hmm. um if I basically jam this thing shut so he can keep it, but can't draw it. I should have said all that in character voice. Would that calm you? Yes. Yes, Mira. I think that is a step in the right direction. I think that if you can seal it up with, with your magic, then I would feel comfortable with your lock still wearing it. And then we could all get some sleep and deal with the greater issue in the morning. Operating within our, what we've now proven are very obvious limitations. When it comes to who may or may not have this dagger or be endangered by trying to take it. I would like to try. Yes. Yolak, 
It, Would you permit me? Uh, I I suppose I need to ask uh, the GM. <laughs> Am I it, allowed to? It, it does. It actually feels it. Now that the dagger is out, the idea is long is long. The idea of letting her do that as long as you don't have to like release it from your person for her to do it mm -hmm. sounds fine. Okay, so with a nod from Yulak, I reach yeah, so down. I I walk over to the table and I grab the 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 sheath and uh present it to Mira very gingerly holding on to the sheath mm -hmm. but but giving Mira sort of uh the target I suppose so I reach out to touch it and um through my magic the grows these sort of grappling vines that just sort of start around and immediately so Mira, tie give me the handle to the give give me a give me a focus roll of difficulty three in order to to uh to do what you're doing oh right we gotta roll dice to decide if we get to do stuff i forgot i was so wrapped up <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to do anyway oh we just refreshed i got three points we're good uh that's a four okay you Heck succeed. Yeah. Go ahead and describe what you were about to describe. <laughs> Given the success that I actually did the thing I want. Um, so these growing vines go sort of in a, in a knotted, almost like a sailor's knot, kind of knot their way um, to lock shut the handle to the sheath and entwine at first they like lock it shut and then it just reinforce 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 and overgrows over itself new knots overtake old knots and it just becomes these layers of i mean to the point where like you would hardly recognize that there was a dagger underneath this sort of just mess of vines and then um with one final hand wave it just becomes encased in this just resin this sap so it's in almost like a, a little sarcophagus of itself. Just So you succeed in doing that. However, in the course of doing it, while you are wrapping it, you feel it for, for the first while, it takes a little while for your for your um your vines to, to get hold. And it almost feels like it's just sort of slipping through nothingness for a, a little bit it takes a while for you to finally latch on to the realness of the scabbard itself and down on the tip and uh, you're finally able to find purchase but it takes a while and it takes some it takes effort and uh you eventually are able to bind and seal the dagger but it was a very strange sensation of like almost having to wrap around something you couldn't quite see you 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 were basically trying to wrap around the space that it occupied 
but it was almost like it wasn't there. It was a really weird sensation. And so eventually you encase it with the resin, but it felt very, it still feels like you're doing it around a hollow space. But successfully. Successfully. With <laughs> but it felt really odd. Yeah. That's not a feeling that Mira will soon forget. And now I think having not been awake for what happened with the interaction with the table, she now understands sort of like the otherworldliness of this item. Thank you for doing that, Mira. I feel a little bit better. However, and she looks straight at Yolak, if we have any more incidences involving the dagger, we will revisit this. My commitment to you remains unchanged and uncompromising. Mistress Eleanor. She just nods. Not sure why everyone's so calm. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is all sealed up. Yolok has not let go of it this entire time. It does feel a little more comfortable, though, for you. Mm. Now that it's mm. sealed, it's hard to take your eyes off of it. But you also, it, it's, it's, it's like, uh, kind of like being seat belted in a car when you're, when you're driving down a, a windy highway where the, the, the binding of the seat belt across your chest is almost relieving in its, in its, um, holding tight. Mm. So, you're able to put it away, but you're not able to let it, to leave it away from you. Yeah. So, this is something you're going to deal with for the next, for pretty much the, uh, un until we say otherwise. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you cannot let the dagger be away from you. Is that a new aspect? It, it folds into the ex it, it folds into his existing yeah. aspects. Yes, um, um, it is. You don't need you don't have to use it, but you can't let go of it any more than you can let go of your your left leg. It needs to be with you, and the only way we'll we'll kind of explore what happens if it's not with you is if someone physically takes it from you. And we'll cross that bridge if we get there. So if if we if, get there, if we get Eleanor. There. <laughs> as long as we don't hear from Mishkenet, we don't hear from the void, we don't have any other random friends popping out of Yolok. Hmm. We're fine. Ah! So um Mira is really hoping that everybody can just chill enough that we can rest. But her eyes keep darting back to the room where Tomlin is 
because I don't know exactly the ritual that or whatever treatment that um, that Thetra performed on him. But all I know is that he's locked in another unfamiliar room. And after seeing his face, which is seared into her memory forever and knowing or not knowing what he endured, she cannot let him stay in that room alone. Ah, are you going to stay in there with him? I also don't, I know how he reacted to my presence. I also don't want to force myself upon him. I, I want to ask Petra if it's okay if I interrupt and go talk to him or if he needs to be undisturbed for her treatment to work. Oh, so at this point, yeah, yeah, she, 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 um, he, he she has given him peace and rest and, uh, there's nothing ongoing. There's no reason that you can't be there. Okay. Yeah. So but he is out. He is deep asleep and he's, he's breathing very, very heavily in that slow, peaceful sleep breath. Okay. And he's just lying there on his back and he is the most peaceful you have seen him since you've recovered him. Okay. So I, I lay down next to him, but not making physical contact with him. Mm -hmm. I do not want him to open his eyes and see somebody standing over him. Mm -hmm. I need to be on eye level. And if he's on the ground, I need to be on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, or on the bed rather. And, um, or, you know, I kneel beside, he said, you said mattress, right? Yeah. It's a mattress on, it's a very low little, it's a very low, like severe bed. It barely qualifies as a bed. Okay. So I'm on the floor so that like my, I'm sort of propped up enough on my elbow that I sure. can be, I can maintain eye contact with him. And I just gently put my hand on his shoulder just to see how he'll react if he's going to recoil or lean into it, I just need to know. So when you, when you touch him, he actually doesn't even react. He just breathes. He's really, really deep. I grab a pillow and I just sort of like pull my skirts up over my, shoulder. <laughs> I mean, there's layers. <laughs> I, I makeshift I makeshift blanket. What I mean to say is I makeshift blanket, I find a pillow, and I keep effectively my however we're gonna figure the, the orientation of the positioning, my head or my hand, I'm physically touching his body, but I am on the floor. Yeah. Separated from him, but in physical contact so that he does not wake up alone. 